needs no introduction as one of the leaders in promo apparel trends in fashion. But did you know they're a leader in sustainable manufacturing and eco-friendly apparel as well? To learn more, today we're sitting down with Eric Simsolo, VP of Business Development at Next Level Apparel. We'll find out why Next Level got into the sustainable production game, what challenges they face because of it, and how they've overcome to produce stylish, eco-friendly garments. I'm Emma O'Sullivan, Manager of Branded Content at ASI. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Eric. It's so great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Of course. So how's your summer going so far since the last time we had you on? It's been pretty good. Just trying to be outside as much as we can, you know, um, that's just, just soaking up the sun. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and saying we're, having like, we're having like a heat wave over here on the East coast. So I think we're trying to avoid the sun a little bit over here, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, so for those new to our podcast series that may have missed our previous episode together, um, would you be able to share just a little bit about your background with Next Level and the promo industry in general? So I've been with the company Next Level for about nine years now. I really grew up in it. So more than nine years, if you think about it. Uh, but to be honest, I'll, like as I said, I grew up in it. I was raised in the industry. Since 2016, I've worked more on the commercial side. So I started off in ops and AP at one point in time, uh, but since 2016, focusing on learning more about the sales, the marketing, the product, um, and then for the last couple of years, more focus on business development. Now, this development is a really generic term. It, it can mean nothing, it can mean everything. So really my focus is, you know, what services, products, capabilities we need to build out, what roads haven't been paved within the company, uh, okay. and also product development. And we take those ideas, turn them into reality. So I, I get to work with everyone on the commercial side, which is really uh, the fun part of my job. Gotcha. Well, that's kind of the perfect lead-in to today's topic, um, speaking about, you know, what capabilities do you want to work on and what new products need to be innovated. Um, so today's topic is sustainability um, and some of your eco-friendly apparel styles. Um, so what about your experience um, with sustainability in particular? Is this something new that you're working with now or have you kind of been involved in sustainable manufacturing for a while? So the company first started exploring what sustainable uh, production or apparel could be, I want to say four to five years ago. And I, I was there during that process. And there's okay. really a couple different you know, ways you can go about it. Um, so at the process level, you can look at, you know, reducing carbon footprint in the process, in the manufacturing, reducing transportation. Uh, and then at the product level, uh, where we spend a little bit more time focusing is, you know, there's two different schools of thought. So there's, I can hope that, not hope, but, you know, set a goal and target that at the end of year, let's say 2025, I'll have 8% of all my cotton be organic cotton. Uh, production, but that's mixed in with everything. So with any next level product you would get, it'd have, you know, almost like a sprinkle of, of an eco or sustainability story to it. Uh, some in the industry call that, you know, greenwashing or, or like overall halo eco champion. Where we focus was um, a little bit more what I call the eco champion route. 
so you, you choose a couple items that are going to be your pure sustainable assortment. Um, like hundred percent of its DNA has that story and it's mm-hmm. almost a different product for a different type of customer. And the hope is that over time you convince more of the market to almost confer over. So go from hundred percent common t-shirt to hundred percent sustainable t-shirt. We might have the same weight, same look, but it's going to have a little bit more of a more moral and ethical background to it in the way it was sourced and made. And that's what we ended up doing. So next level, uh, a couple of years back, I think it was 2017. If I, I'm not going to, don't, don't hold me on the dates today. Um, <laughs> we won't. Yeah. Give it, right around 2017, 2018, we launched uh, our first sustainable style. So we looked at what's our most popular blend. Uh, 60-40 cotton poly, which we call the CVC, is is our go-to fabric. It's our customer's favorite. It's our bread and butter. So we went mm-hmm. with two different versions of that. One end was, you know, something with a little bit of recycled cotton, looking at the idea of can we like reuse our scraps? And then the poly, we use 100% recycled RPT poly from Repreet for previous kind of like the trademark name when it comes to that, you know, recycled plastic bottle polyester. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, we used uh, 60% organic cotton, 40% recycled poly um, fabric, but in a little bit more heavier weight. Think of those old school surf and skate, little baggy yes. drop shoulder type of t-shirt. Very trendy right now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we wanted to kind of capture both, both the bread and the butter and you know the, the hot item. And that's where we started. We've kind of grown that assortment a little bit over time, added some colors and really just continue supporting it. But and it was really fun going through the process of like which of these three strategies you want to take uh, mm-hmm. because we had to we had a lot of fun in the test kitchen is what I call it you know we're yeah. ordering all kinds of different fabric samples really asking our fabric suppliers what can we do rather than asking them what can't we do and mm-hmm. uh, just we made probably more shirts than I'd like to admit but it was uh, that's always the fun part you just get to keep doing doing, doing. And then I like this, but a little bit more of that. It's almost like uh, when you see in those uh, cooking shows or movies where that chef tastes sauce, a little bit more salt, <laughs> a little bit le- more lemon. It, it, a little it, more recycled polyester. <laughs> yeah, just, just just a dash, just sprinkle more, uh, a push more. So we, we had a lot of fun with that. And uh, we, we kind of took the eco champion route. Uh, there's some other folks in the industry that took a different route. And there's really no you know, no one's right or wrong. It's what strategy yeah. works best for you and what what your customers are asking for. So I'm very happy with the products we launched. Absolutely. So speaking of the products that customers are asking for, I wanted to ask what kind of made you guys want to ramp up your sustainable production and invest in doing that? And then kind of a follow-up question, is that where you see the industry going and that's why you want to get ahead of it? So at the end of the day, it's really the customer. The, the customer is the person who asks us for sustainable options. Um, okay. In our market where we compete is, you know, the stock and shelf blanks are ready to go. Um, there weren't many options. There were some people that were championing it a little bit better than others, but there weren't many options or great options that were well in stock for the person who's not going to source something offshore and then you'll get a, a sprinkle of inventory and that'll be about it. We really want mm-hmm. to support 
the sustainability apparel world in a big way. And yeah. our customers asked us to do it. So we kind of took their charge um, and started to think about, you know, process or product as we, we just spoke about. And then we, we looked at, how do I put this? At the end of the day, it's really just the right thing to do. I, I think the trend in retail and, you know, larger corporations has been in discussion for many, many years now. So for us, it was just to look at, you know, what are the scale and availability of the resources? What are the costs of sustainable practices? What's held back this transition? How can we attack that transition to apply it to our world? Um, yeah. And then you just look at all those different varieties of sustainable components and put apply it to our world. So, you know, of those components, you have organic cotton. Organic cotton is great because it uses, generally speaking, uses less ground, groundwater to farm, requires less energy. You know, it's better for the, you know, acidification of the oil and water resources in the villages and farms where it's being grown. So it's better for the people that are really making the product for us. So you want to protect their well-being. Uh, recycled polyester, of course, is, it reuses a finite resource, which is polyester. It's an oil-based product uh, and reduces the need for new oil wells. It cleans up ocean plastic and recycled cotton. In theory, you get to potentially use your own resources your own waste and go to a theoretical like zero waste like situation and for us uh we're not using our own scraps in that manner we do reuse in a different way but just knowing that the apparel industry is almost you know someone's trash is another one's another person's treasure we're using yeah. someone else's scraps to create this great product and you know rebaling it turning into yarn again and, and starting from, you know, square one. And I think just companies need to look at the combination of those three things. If they're going to take the more product focused route in their sustainability practices and see how it works into their, to, to their assortment. Um, yeah. So I think the industry um, as a whole it is getting there. I think it's yeah. a little bit of who's going to, who waits first. Are you going to, take a big bet and then wait for the customers to meet you there or wait until the customers keep nagging you a whole bunch and yeah. they're basically threatening to leave you because they need something better. So I think you don't want to be on either of two extremes. And if you are be on the one where you're the trendsetter and you're taking the leap of faith into yeah. investing into sustainability. So for us, we had some customers that were already asking for the product and, um, so those were our first go-to customers. We made sure that they were fulfilled, but the rest of the assortment and rest of the forecasting was a little bit of a, um, you know, like a leap of faith forecast. And the reason why we did it was we saw the, the trend is there. We saw more and more customers are asking for it. And some customers might not be asking us because they don't think of us as a sustainable brand. So mm -hmm. then it just comes to, all right, so the customer is there. We're just not having that conversation with them. How do we reach out to them so they know that we are the place for them to, you know, accomplish this, their goal? Absolutely. So it's like next level can provide those sustainable styles as yeah. well on top of, you know, all the other fashionable and trendy pieces you guys make as well. Exactly. So I know you mentioned um, Reprieve, uh, the recycled polyester fabric. 
And I know um, just from writing an article um, about Next Level previously that you guys do have a partnership with Unify, um, which I believe is one of the largest sustainable textile and fabric manufacturers around. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So we definitely have a partnership with Unify. Um, Unify is one of the largest yarn suppliers in the country and arguably the world. Uh, But what Mm -hmm. they do well, and they started pivoting some decades ago, they're probably one of the first, if not the first, to focus on this is different sustainable or performance fit based yarns. And when you look at, you know, that RPT acronym, uh, recycled polyester, they're the gold standard. So their, you know, trademark item is reprieve. And then that's what you'll see in our marketing. Uh, the reprieve yarn gives us and our customer, you know, a comfort, a, a comfort level knowing the quality and ethical sourcing of, of the product. Um, when it comes to very specific items, especially in the sustainability space, you want to make sure that you're being sold what, what you bought. And so a lot of it comes to, you know, documentation, especially with retail partners, they want to make sure everything is buttoned up. You've checked all the boxes, you know, our director of corporate social responsibility, you know, a large part of her focus is making sure that we've checked all the boxes when it comes to sustainability or, you know, ethical production. So that's more of a worker's rights focus, but you have to have the documentation there and that having that ready gives a level of comfort to our customer knowing that this is in fact what we're selling them. This is a high quality product and it's not a fake bill of goods. So Unify being considered the highest end of this type of a product and having everything on the back end, the more administrative, not so fun side, but important side buttoned up, you can really trust them as a partner. And you know that they're going to not just support you with the reprieve, but as you look to develop your assortment later on, they have other products that will check other boxes that you're looking to accomplish. And that's why it's important to have someone like them as a partner. Absolutely. And I feel like that's what jumps out to me as like an outsider. Um, You know, if I was a distributor, it's reassuring to know that, you know, obviously not only is Next Level leader in promo, but then Unify is a leader in, you know, recycled materials. So the fact that you guys are working together to make your eco styles kind of like, you know, you're you're working with the best of the best. So that can instill a lot of confidence. Um, So... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so speaking about distributors again, um, if you were speaking to a distributor and you were to explain some of the greatest benefits of, you know, sustainable and socially responsible production um, from like a manufacturing sales point, but also from a sales standpoint, what would be some of those benefits that you think distributors should know that they could explain to their clients about why this really is a great thing to invest in? So when, from sustainability, I mean, at the high level, it's it's really just a moral and ethical thing. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of touch points there. It's the right thing to do. And if you can afford to do it, you should at least try it out. Um, and then depending on, you know, if it's from us or people with different strategies from a manufacturing standpoint, there's benefits to raw, like the sustainable like ingredients, the raw materials. So the cotton or the poly or anything else that you put in. Uh, So in the process, you can find yourself using electricity from a sustainable grid. So whether it's solar power, wind power, depends where you're producing and where and when. 
so there's a lot of different items with when it comes to reducing your carbon footprint. Uh, that mm -hmm. is also included in like reducing travel time, the distance of the products, where is it coming from? You know, in a perfect world, you 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 make you farm your shirts one place, and then next door you you make the shirts, and then the the next door to that you you print it, and then next door after that you sell it. But you know, now everyone lives in some insulary you know bubble that you can do that. But as close as you can. And efficient as you can is great. And then also just efficiency of the waste scrap. So we talked about that. You know, we use some recycled cotton comes from other folks' scraps during their process. But, you know, next level, for instance, with our scraps, um, we're usually giving those off to people that are using it for like furniture, stuffing and things of that nature. So it's not going to go straight to a waste bin. It, it has a purpose. It has a next life. And one's man, yeah. one man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, so it's just, just being thoughtful with all the ingredients put in and on the yeah. sales sales standpoint, it's really a value proposition to the customers. Um, so offering that morally and ethically superior product, there's a great marketing story where you can kind of dive into what are the benefits of this product or this company with how they do sustainability. Mm -hmm. So our marketing team is always sharing those resources with our distributors and our customers. And then, um, because of that, you start to get customers that don't even consider non-sustainable items, you get their attention. And that just kind of grows and proliferates the, the market for us. Uh, and there's more people that are signed on to, hey, I never thought about, you know, I was gonna pay this much more for this item, but this is a great item nonetheless. Plus we have mm -hmm. this X, Y, and Z story to it. Um, it's something else to talk about. It, it's hard in our market to have a differentiator in the core items because i think myself and all my competitors is you know 20 of us that sell a t-shirt that's going to be 100 cotton unisex t-shirt uh -huh. there are nuances and differences along the way of why ours is better than others of course i'm biased i'll admit that up front <laughs> but you want to have some differentiators you want to have some different stories and some different options for your customers and sustainability is, is a big part of it and they will have every year over year a growing number of their customers ask for it. So at the end of the day, it's, you should consider it because your customers already are and you don't want to mm -hmm. be left out of the conversation. Absolutely. Because I like your point about how there's more to talk about. There's a story to tell because, you know, obviously end buyers want their promo apparel to make an impact, be memorable, get people talking. And I feel like this is kind of a, an easy way to make each you know, shirt or whatever it is, be a little bit more impactful. Yeah. Um, so I know we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, all of the many iterations that you guys had to go through to find, you know, the final, put together the final product. Um, so what are some of the obstacles or challenges that you ran into? Um, and then I'm assuming there were some, how did you rise yeah. above them and figure it out? So I'll kind of, I'll try to break it out by each ingredient. So yeah, so sustainable apparel can have its limitations. I mean, really making any type of product, you're going to want to check this many boxes, but it only does that. So you have to start weighing what's important to you, your customer, what's going to survive the process in production and so on. There's, there's a million different ways you can cut it up. And of course, if I just talk to my departments here, everyone will have what's more important to them over others. So, you know, looking at organic cotton, 
uh, organic cotton is a highly limited resource in the world. Uh, it's tough to grow, you know, as much organic cotton as is demanded every year. And there's a couple of different reasons. I think you can only really grow it between the Tropic of Capricorn, Tropic of Cancer. It requires more work. It's it's not a GMO type of product where, you know, it's kind of been genetically modified to grow like weeds. So it, it does take a little bit more work and it's a high demand product. So over there, you're kind of signing up for one of a couple of things, either not having enough of it or having to pay a premium for it. So when you get into that conversation with the customer, it's how much is that valuable to them? Um, because of that, we started looking also at, all right, let's say, you know, crazy year, there's no organic cotton in the world, but we still need cotton in our shirts. Um, so what about recycled cotton? It exists, it's released essentially the scraps from your production everyone uses regular cotton so you can reuse it it has a great story it's really interesting because of the zero waste uh you know you know capabilities um but yeah. isn't the problem with that is you're essentially taking cotton fabric you're re-chopping it rebaling it turning it into yarn so you're starting the process all over again so even if you're starting with a long like scraps from like a long staple high-end cone rings from cotton like we use, or even the finest cottons in the world, the Pimas and the Egyptian cottons, you're turning a long staple, you're chopping it up into a smaller staple cotton. So it's almost like you're almost intentionally reducing the quality in a soft hand feel of this, of this item, of this ingredient. Um, so how do you, how do you end up using that ingredient and still get a quality product? And then, so that's kind of the conversation there. How do you do that? Is it, you don't use a whole bunch of it. You just use a little bit. So for us, we wanted to get it close to 60% in that fabric I spoke of, but we ended up only doing 30 because it was just a hand feel we couldn't mentally get our, <laughs> wrap our heads around. Yeah. To add insult to injury. So you might have a zero waste assortment, but if you're going to transport the products, the scraps to the facility that's going to rebuild and turn into yarn and then turn it into a fabric, dye the fabric. You're adding a lot of, you know, emissions, you're, you're using up a lot of water. So it's not mm -hmm. quite a perfect process. It, it definitely is an improvement on the norm because you're reusing existing materials. When it comes to recycled poly, uh, the items still need to be processed, redyed. Um, it's a great item. Um, you're getting rid of waste and trash in the world. Uh, I think the main concerns there is, okay, how do we get it um, at parity in the cost? Uh, and then what's the value add? Because it's never going to be a one-to-one -one match, but you know, what is the value to the customer? So when it comes to sustainability, what I would you know, kind of warn or rather encourage, you know, anyone else who wants to take their stab at it, you know, competitors too, they can listen in, is it's, it's not a perfect process, but it's all about improving. So each, every couple of years, as I talk to our fab vendors, the process has improved. They are working mm -hmm. on different efficiencies on how to get things softer or cheaper or better in, in any which way, better performance, better stretch. So it's one step at a time. I think yeah. if you're not happy with the way the sustainability products you know, fit to your assortment today, 
still test it out, even if it's just one item, almost a, a little seed, and you'll kind of learn along the way. I mean, if I looked at the next level assortment, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I might not have the same products I do today at all. Yeah. Um, but I would want to improve upon them and learn from those stories, from like, you know, from the process along the way. Uh, yeah. So we're constantly doing that. Uh, we worked around them just by testing things out, uh, asking the customers what's valuable to them. Um, you know, does this even mean anything? Does this performance wash, you know, have value mm -hmm. to you in this purpose or not? Um, does this weight work? So it's, it's the same process that you would go with testing any other product in your assortment yeah. that you're not 100% sure of because it's all new roads for you. It's really the same process if you, you're, you ask questions and then just be understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So you should just yeah. keep moving forward. It's nice to know too, you know, that you guys at Next Level are doing the work and really, yeah. you know, fine tuning the details to get the perfect blends and construction and all of that. So from like a distributor's perspective, it's kind of nice to know that that's all happening in the background and they don't have to worry about that. And they can just know that, you know, you guys are figuring out and bringing the best products you can to market and they can just, you know, feel confident about that. Um, so speaking about product, um, I know you talked a little bit already about the specific styles, um, but would you want to tell us a little bit about maybe certain clients or project types that they might be really well suited for, or if you have any personal favorites yourself? I know we're a fan of the heavyweight tea. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, the heavyweight tea is definitely has a little more heft to it. it it's, it's got a different feel to it. It honestly falls on the body a little bit differently. And, and I kind of like that it reminds me of those, old school, like 90s and early 2000s surf skate tees are just just a tad too big, but you kind of like it for that reason. Um, it almost feels indestructible. Um, yeah. So when it comes to the type of customers that are looking for these types of items, uh, I can kind of just go in, in order. The first yeah. customers of ours that were looking for these sustainable products were, believe it or not, like national parks, zoos, aquariums. Now, okay. it... it it makes sense that those would be an eco-conscious consumer if you care about, you know, nature, if you care about the oceans, you're <laughs> going to care about cleaning up the oceans and cleaning up nature. Yes. That, that makes sense. So when you think about it, it actually checks out, but it wasn't what we expected. Um, we thought it would be more of the surf skate retailers and, and maybe mm. some bands that that's their, that's their mantra that they're really going to champion that stuff which yeah. the, those came into the fold eventually as well. But the, the, the national parks, zoos, aquariums, really uh, nature-centric, uh, what do I call attractions. That's where okay. we had a big you know, hit right from the ballpark. Um, mm -hmm. After that, you had on the more corporate side, more PPD side, like the ASI distributor type of customer side, mm -hmm. You had ethical, sustainable corporations that it, even if they're not in the business of clothing, they just want for their customers and most of the time their own employees just for their uniforms. Yeah. Hey, we take a very conscious effort to make sure that we're doing things sustainable, sustainable practices, mm -hmm. solar panels and things of that nature. So why not also make sure that the product that we're giving to our to our staff, to our employees, to our coworkers is going to check those boxes as well. 
So I think yeah. that's where it applies at a, in a really large scale to the ASI world. Then you have your almost what I call outdoor sports. So surf and skate applies there, but also you have the hiking, um, other water sports, yeah. things like that, where, I mean, these folks, if you go to outdoor retailers going on right now, or it's just about finishing in Denver, you look at the companies there, uh, most of them have it in a sustainability story because those folks, just like the national parks, zoos, and aquariums, these folks, their environment is the outdoors. So they care about the outdoors. They want to preserve it. They want to make sure it stays clean so everyone can enjoy it, enjoy it for generations to come. So if you look yeah. at those uh, communities of folks that are they're hiking, they're surfing, you know, they're out on the lake, they're doing X, Y, Z, they really do care um, about making sure that their assortment matches their story and the things that they talk about. Um, yeah. Then you have concert merchandise. Some bands and performers care about these items. Some bands and performers don't. But for the ones who do, uh, they're very well involved and will usually mandate we need to focus on these items. This My assortment has to be 100% sustainable. I don't want to look at anything else. So yeah. at the end of the day, the t-shirt looks the same for them, or whether it's a t-shirt or some unique cut, but they want that story. Uh, then you have really just at the retail level, there's always going to be room and frankly, a growing segment of customers that just want a sustainable t-shirt. If it's going to be mm-hmm. at the same or slightly slightly the same cost, um, why not? You know, yeah. it, there's no harm or foul to getting a shirt that does all the things you need to do and does this great thing. So yeah. I think you're seeing a larger assortment of large, you know, fast fashion retailers, department store retailers, and in mm-hmm. some cases, uh, some other folks online have an assortment within their greater assortment that's sustainable and they're going to highlight it as such. It's usually something you can filter out online. But on top of that, you're having a larger um, kind of share of brands that their whole selection is everything we do has some kind of sustainability story, whether it's yeah. 100% organic, organic cotton or they're going to take kind of the other route of like the greenwashing where they're setting these standards and bars for themselves. By this year, we're going to have this percent of sustainable materials and they're going to continue matching those benchmarks and then exceeding it and then resetting the benchmarks higher and with whatever strategy they take it's great and respectable and and i'd love to see that because again if you're not getting anything less and the same type of product you were going to shop for anyways and then you find out also has a sustainability story too and it's it looks the way you want it to look it feels the way you want it to look it's within your budget again why not like there's yeah, no reason that's why. kind of my my key takeaway from all this is just kind of you know you can get the same quality it's fashionable it's trendy you know it has all the benefits of other next level styles but now it's also good for the earth so it kind of yeah. just seems like an easy choice to make <laughs> yeah it's not doing anything um, <laughs> it's only helping yes. something else so <laughs> Um, yeah, so before uh, we wrap things up, um, if you could leave distributors with one last piece of advice or a little bit of wisdom about your eco styles or sustainable production and you know social responsibility in general that would help distributors with their business, what would that be? So 
if you're not sure, start small. Uh, and, and I kind of said that a couple of times as we were talking about how next level approach their R and D uh, while you know exploring uh, sustainability before we finally put it into our assortment. So I think this is advice not just to potential customers, but frankly, again, to my competitors and and my peers because as we all explore and grow our sustainable uh, assortments, we're all championing this cause and. That way, it works better for everyone. So I don't want to be, when it comes to sustainability, it's not about competition. It's really about peers enriching each other. So as we as we talked about, there's, there's many different approaches to sustainability. So and so it's product or process. And then there's a couple of different ways on product. And there's new ways to go about it every year, whether it's a new material, it's new synthetic this, um, you know, a, a new way to break down this fiber in a more sustainable fashion or zero dye or eco-friendly dyes that don't bleed out during the printing process because that's a concern of some folks. Um, yeah. Just start small, see what area route you think you're going to take one step at a time. It doesn't have to be a big investment on the front end. The customers will let you know what they do and don't like and then just continue building upon it, you know, one plus one equals two, but then two plus two equals four. So mm -hmm. it's just, just keep going that way, grow your options in the market, set some sustainable initiatives and, and you'll figure it out. I don't think it's, yeah. uh, anyone should be as bold. I mean, if they are good for them, but no one should have to be as bold as saying hundred percent of my production is going to be sustainable tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. If you achieve it, let me know how. <laughs> Uh, but start small, listen to the customer, grow your assortment over time, and you'll look back 10 years down the road and be genuinely surprised at how much of your sales come from that. So really, that's the customers voting with their dollars. And that's yeah. where it goes. Awesome. Well, that's great advice, Eric. Um, perfect place to, to end things for today, I think. Um, so for any listeners who maybe want to learn more, um, where should they look online or who should they reach out to at Next Level? So our whole story is online. Uh, our marketing team has done a really great job of putting the whole story, making sure the assortment is easy to find. Go to www.nextlevelapparel.com. We have a live chat feature. So if you're if you want to speak to a representative and you're just trying to find some items, you have some questions about color, sizing, whatever, uh, account setup, they can guide you through the site, no issues. Also, you could always email us, sales at nextlevelapparel.com. We have sales reps all around the country. So depending on where you're located, we can get someone that's regional to you. And then we have a couple of different social media platforms that we participate in. So Instagram, TikTok even, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, yes. so on. Uh, comment, DM, talk to us. We're, we're always posting stuff. Our team's pretty active over there. There's someone checking it at least once a day. Uh, so just wherever is most comfortable for you to start the conversation, start it there and we'll and we'll go. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Eric. This was a great conversation. I really enjoyed having you and we hope to have you again on soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Until next time.